Welcome to the ChatGPT Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Each episode, we dive into the latest developments in the exciting field of artificial intelligence, exploring its applications and potential impacts on our daily lives. I just released a bombshell investigative podcast piece about inflection AI and the dangers it poses to humanity. This is right on the back of Inflection raising $1.3 billion and becoming the second most funded AI startup behind OpenAI. The episode is called Inflection AI Raises $1.5 Billion, Thinks Ecology is More Important Than Human Life. If you haven't listened to this, I urge you to listen to this critical episode. I'll leave a link in the description to the podcast and a corresponding article with the full transcripts of my conversation with Inflection's Pi chatbot. ChatGPT just got caught up in a big controversy. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about what it is. They've actually made some what I think significant changes to ChatGPT, and I'm hoping that they're going to revert many of these, and hopefully some of these won't last for too long. But essentially what happened was a number of uh, I believe this was a week or two weeks ago, I saw a bunch of articles and a bunch of um, posts on Reddit and other places where people were claiming um, essentially they could go to companies like the New York Times or other journalists um, that had paywalled content. They could post the link to that paywalled content into ChatGPT and say, you know, give me all the content on this page. So if you ever hit a paywall, you just use the link and ChatGPT could go and grab you the information. Now, there's a couple different interesting um, ideas around this one being the fact that OpenAI probably paid for some sort of mass subscription potentially to access all the paywalled content on all the different journals that wouldn't be uh, very far off um, of course there's some people that say oh maybe AI, OpenAI just paid for like one premium account on all the different services and was using that to scrape but I find that highly unlikely I'm sure they have some sort of API access to some of those bigger ones in order to get around uh, paywalls and whatnot but in any case, a lot of people were, were using it for that. And so in response to that, ChatGPT has just made a massive announcement and they've completely disabled the internet browsing, the Bing internet browsing plugin from ChatGPT. You can no longer use ChatGPT to crawl the internet, which was literally uh, the best part about GPT-4. One of the best features it had, period, that I always had enabled. Um, it'd be useful for a lot of different things. Um, and of course, Google Bard actively does that as well. So... I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. But right now, if you go to ChatGPT um, and try to get it to do something, it has a pop-up on ChatGPT if you're in GPT-4 that says, we've temporarily disabled the browse with Bing beta feature. Um, they shoot you over to, they link you over to one of their blog posts, which is just a couple sentences long. But essentially it says, um, ChatGPT browse with Bing is a beta feature available to ChatGPT plus subscribers that allows ChatGPT to search the internet um, to help answer questions that benefit from recent information. We have learned that the GPT browser beta can occasionally display content in ways we don't want. For example, if a user specifically asks for a URL's full text, it might inadvertently fulfill this request. As of July 3rd, 2023, we've disabled the browser Bing beta feature out of an abundance of caution. While we fix this in order to do right by content owners, we are working to bring beta back as quickly as possible and appreciate your understanding. Now, my personal take on all of this is I think this is a big overstep that they have to disable the entire plugin. I'm assuming that the ability that Bing has to scrape content from paywalled accounts, uh, you know, okay, so I guess here's the one caveat to this. Bing may have a special license essentially, whereas a um, whereas a web browser like Google, Bing is able to go and scrape all the content on the paywalled accounts or the paywalled pages 
And so then it's essentially just using its like web crawler capabilities to display the image, the content for free. If that's the case, I would say it's, this is kind of uh, shady. Well, I, I guess I, not shady. If that's the case, well, number one, it's shady. But number two, um, it shouldn't be, it, it might be actually harder to undo this. But the other thing is if they're just using some sort of API to, you know, like the Wall Street Journal where they have some sort of mega enterprise account that allows them to display this kind of information, um, then they should just turn that off and not display any paywall information and the problem will be solved. What I suspect though is that it might be special access they have because Bing is a web browser specifically. So this isn't like if you know OpenAI created their own plugin to access all the content on the internet, um, essentially their own web browser, um, their web crawler. That I think would be a little bit easier because they would just have it set to not you know scrape anything paywalled. In any case, uh, this is a big um, deal for a lot of people. It is very inconvenient when they pull access to something like this. And I think that this is just another reason why it is so important with AI to not have these giant um, monolithic um, companies that essentially have all of the access and all the power in AI. ChatGPT is by and large the one-stop shop for uh, text to AI um, of course, we have Google Bard that's coming up, and I think that is very healthy. I would love to see hundreds and thousands of different AI models in this space playing a big role because when one pulls a very critical feature like this browse feature, which people may have been building into different tools, um, it really can throw a wrench into people's product or their workflows and what they're trying to do. So it, it is fairly inconvenient. Now, I will say um, something interesting. You know, they've obviously tweeted this out as well, and a lot of people have responded to this tweet. Uh, which is interesting. Someone, Jeff Kritikis, said, um, inadvertently fulfill this request. Seems like a feature, not a bug. Other LLMs are going to provide this regardless, and open internet is a net positive. Paywalled sites will fall. There's other places to get the same information for free. I mean, that's your opinion, but also at the end of the day, a paywalled site is a paywalled site, and if they have a paywall, you have to pay for it or go somewhere else, and I know people are like, it shouldn't be free. Let's get around it. But like they paid someone to create that content. So I'm not going to argue with that. It, it's paywalled as paywalled. So it should should cost money. If, you know, if Jeff made his website that had a paywall on it, I'm sure he would like people to pay for his site if that's what he's asking them to do. In any case, um, and it's not like a lot of these paywalled sites, you know, when they're doing like news stories, it's not like you can't just go and find five other places. Now, something that's interesting is I actually tried this hack a while ago when I found out about it. Um, and I wasn't actually able to be successful in that posting the link in it actually it was a New York Times article that was paywalled and it said uh, sorry there's an error it wouldn't let me essentially view the article like I was trying uh, to test it out and see if it would work and so what I did instead was I took the title of the article um, posted it in and said go find this article online and give me the entire transcript of the article or whatever and it was able to do it when I said that so there's a couple workarounds um, which, of course, there's no such thing as a workaround when the entire capability of searching on the internet with ChatGPT is taken down. So I'm very curious to see what moves they make in this regard. And the other thing is, it's not like like they just outright banned the entire feature today, but what's interesting is this isn't like a new feature. People have been talking about this for a little while now. Um, it's kind of been this like hack. So I'm not sure if ChatGPT, if it got to a boiling point where they felt like they had to take an action, um, if... I'm not sure what the tipping point was. If they just found out about it and decided to do it, which would be kind of funny if, you know, 
a lot of if they don't have their ears in all of the different Reddit forums and different places where people are trying new features, I imagine with $10 billion, they really should have a team that is kind of all over the internet looking at what's trending on Twitter and Reddit, you know, weeks and weeks ago and bring that to their attention. But in any case, I really hope they bring this feature back very soon um, because it was a major reason why a lot of people are paying for GPT-4 and G uh, ChatGPT Premium. In any case, I did want to bring up the fact that The Economist, in a paywalled article, ironically, wrote an article called Artificial Intelligence is Reaching Behind Newspapers Paywalls. And essentially in the article, they're saying that, you know, publishers have long accused tech firms of profiting from their content. And now they have a point where they're saying, you know, essentially a lot of AI was trained off of paywalled content, right? Like right now, um, they're shutting off the Bing thing and saying like, okay, we're not going to show people paywalled content. But if you think about it, ChatGPT was probably trained because they used Bing's web scraper. Um, was probably trained off of all of this pay now paywalled content for the New York Times and every other journalist. So um, this article actually came out back in March. So this is a this is not a new issue, right? People have been kind of talking about the controversy around this problem for a while. Um, and it seems like now it has kind of come to a boiling point. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they um, move forward with this if they try to pull out paywalled content from their AI model, which I believe would be incredibly hard, nigh impossible, um, and what they try to actually do with the current situation with the uh, the plugin that is now completely banned. So really hoping that, that comes back and we will follow up and uh, see when this new feature comes back and how they actually plan on addressing this situation in the future. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce, so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. You've been listening to the ChatGPT podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts and have a fantastic week.